You're joking, right? Well, I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm trying to be optimistic yeah. about that. Well, I guess you're too young to be a little pessimistic like me. The fucking things I see out there, people are stupid. Hey, Dad. Hey, Brownie Boo. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So a little tired. It's, I'll be fine in two minutes. I'm sure you'll trigger me and I'll forget about being tired. I don't have too many triggering things today. We, we, we got through the triggering things of the week on the live episode. I got to tell you, I'm still shocked about the Columbia University thing. I really am. That's fucking disturbing. Yeah. People For people who don't know, I guess you want to fill them in. Patreon, Patreon members, so they... Um, and they didn't show up in person. Yeah, so, so I guess for the people, I mean, fuck we had our first live event <coughs> this Thursday. It was great. So we're, we're recording this on Sunday, but on Thursday, uh, the 18th, we had our first live ever podcast, which was super fun. Great turnout. Great venue. Acoustics were a little bit hard because we outside as our first one. It was our first time ever. And we didn't like, next time we need to get a professional sound thing and do the whole, you know, the whole shebang. Oh, pick a place. Like we talked to those two other places that already have the whole sound system in place because they have bands there and everything. Right. And the stage. So we'll do but that. But we had a great time. Great time. We had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, and that. And met nice people. Oh my God. We had fans from all over the country. Really. There with hung us. With it them. was unbelievable. We really, really, really nice people like Caesar, Jaybird. Yeah, um, and we were like hanging out after. Night, what was it? Uh, girl from Arizona. I forget her name. I forget her name. And then a girl. Sorry, and then the girl, <laughs> she's listening. The girl who came with her dad. No, yeah, um, she was Stephanie. Right. Was Stephanie? That's Stephanie. very nice girl. No, really. Yeah, we had like a bunch of Patreon people and TikTok fans. A lot come. of, a lot of uh, Zoomers. Yep, it no, was really it was nice. fun. Really, we're definitely nice. gonna do more. We want to do them. I mean, how cool would that be to go all over the country? Like, we're, go to every we're, city. We're far from that point. We're far from it, but but it's not out of that. Did you not, ever think? Did you ever think that we'd even be doing one in, no. Bo- in and, Delray Beach? And I gotta tell you, really, um, they're friends. Like I like they're friends of mine now. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> after doing that Instagram live, we realized. So I don't know if everyone was able to join us, but this week we did a live Instagram. Like we went live on Instagram, and we were bringing fans on with us and chatting which we're going to do tuesday night as well we're going to do tuesday at 10 15 east oh, i don't know we were doing that we do we don't well, we, we go always? on tiktok live but not instagram but we'll start with tiktok and then we'll say once we get a decent amount we say let's move over to um yeah or, or how are we doing that no we can i mean now now it's now it's too late so we're no, doing it's it not too late we could do it <laughs> well we always start with tiktok so we'll go from there right yeah but it was so fun like me it's just really cool meeting people that we don't know, but they know us and, and, nice. and enjoy nice what we do. Nice. And people. we get enjoyment out of them. Oh yeah. What about like Joey? So, you know, Joey's another listener, Patreon member, and he um, doesn't have any parents, grandparents raise him and, and he doesn't have a lot of direction. And so he wants to go into armed forces. So I put him in touch. So Saturday, this past, uh, yesterday, yesterday, this past yesterday. Yeah. We had, Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> so we, um, we went ahead. I put him in touch with the next captain of Marines, and we did about a half an hour Zoom call with him and giving him advice and everything. And it's really nice that we can help these people and and have some 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 what of an influence on them. It was great. Yeah, super and, nice. and I love these people. Like the people that came to the fucking live thing. It was like I enjoyed the company. Enjoyed hanging with them. And yeah, we hung with them afterwards for hours and. Oh, out, we were like smoking cigars with fans yeah, like, and like, hanging out. Know, there's no doubt, Jaybird and and Rosie and Caesar will be hanging with hundred percent. Yeah, no great people. Also, by the way, yes, Bronny. N- nice shirt you're wearing. You like it? 
Yeah, the John, we, John O'Brien 24. We are wearing our official merch, everyone. So if you're listening. Does it make me look like I have man boobs or it's okay? No, it does All not. Right, no problem. You just have the man boobs already. I do not have no, the man you boobs. Don't. Just to make sure it's, that it doesn't accentuate, accentuate it. It doesn't. So we're wearing our official merch uh, for the first time to the public ever. It is on sale officially as this episode drops. <laughs> so if you go as you're listening to this episode or hopefully you're watching because then you can see what we're, what we're wearing. Yeah, very cool. Um, but if you're listening and you want to check them out, go to daddyissuesthepodcast.com slash shop. And it's That's a lot. Say that again. Daddyissuesthepodcast.com slash shop. The links are also all on our shit. But uh, they're, comfortable they're really too. cool. Very comfortable. I'm wearing a shirt that just says a woman. Dad's very wearing a period. John and Braun 2024 shirt. Not yeah, that we'll ever run, but it's just kind of a joke. Right. And it's the same colors from the Reagan Bush. Uh, Would you ever run for <clears> office? <throat> no way. <clears throat> Excuse me. No What's way. wrong? You Every third word, you're coughing. I don't know. Are you right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm fine. Yes. What? I'm good. And we have another one. Can you get the, the black one? The black shirt? No, no you're going to really wait, go get it? No, fine. Okay, fine. <clears throat> it's we, another nice one. We have the thir- a third shirt, which I, is my favorite. I think it's the coolest one. Um, and it actually like has our logo on it and shit, and it has our faces on it. Right, I'm going to go get it. No, now. no, well, we we can leave it as a surprise. So if people want to see that one, they can. They'll have to go online, I guess, to see it. They go online to order it anyway, right? right? They have to go online and order it. Yes. So they'll. But they see don't it know online. what they're what they're ordering. Well, go online and order and look at it. <laughs> but it's so funny, Brownie. Nothing. Yeah. No. So uh, we're really excited. The shirts are beautiful. I love them. We're really excited oh, that over there. She's got to clean those chairs. All right, go ahead. We keep moving them in and out. She's still got it. Mom, so so Santa the other day what she she was like, Was mom eating frozen yogurt last night? And I go, Yeah, how did you know? And she goes, Oh, it was all over her chair and it was like a mess around her. Oh no. You t- it was Bubby. Nope. I got no, Bub- but also I, I got Bubby yo- yogurt. Santa said mom is as messy as Bubby when she eats. She said that Santa always cleans up mom's area and Bubby's area of the table, and it's always oh, disgusting. So I got to look forward to it. And, mm-hmm. and mom's so much younger than Bubby. She said, I was, I was shocked, but she was like, Fuck. nope, mom is very messy. Her Nelly, always crumbs. Nelly, that's not a good thing. That's a problem. Well, even today at breakfast. What happened at, at breakfast? At breakfast, dad goes... Last night we no. were going to bed. No, don't say that. Don't, just keep that out. No, I have to <laughs> no, say it no, now. Honestly, you're not saying that. Mom will be upset. Don't say it. No, do not say it. I have to now. No, you're not saying that. I'm this is a safe you. space. No, off. Bronny's off. It's now the John Joe. This is the safe okay. space in the podcast. Seriously, Bronson, you're not saying it. It's not. No, you're not saying it. Wow. Yeah, well, I was right. Stifling me. Yes, I Who am. Who are you? The lib, the libtards, as you oh, would say? Don't say that. That's like a Gen X thing. I don't know why you say the libtards. It makes you sound stupid. Why don't you say the left? You're Gen X. Whatever. Oh, yeah. So it is. It would be a Gen X thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it goes. Tickle me, Bronson. Drink we also it. got these dope-ass uh, cups that what, were sent what, to us by a fan. What's an ass cup? Oh, you don't want to know what an ass I There actually are ass cups, I think. <laughs> right? Like there, Look it up, Bronny. Look it up. There are things like... What's, Go ahead, look it up. What's no, what's that cup? called? Um, when, plug? No, <laughs> no. When you're at the hospital and you like poop into a thing. What's it's that called? A bedpan. A bedpan. That's an ass cup. No. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that? What would an ass cup be about let's a bedpan? Look, let's look what an ass cup is. This is where it's going. This is. I'm sorry, listeners. The first thing that comes up is Etsy ass cup. Oh, Etsy, who made this? Yeah. <laughs> They're just cups that have asses on them. That makes sense. Okay. Well, anyways, someone, uh, one of our fans. This is 
her business and she made these cups for us and they're super cool and we love them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. John and Bron and then daddy issues. Cheers. Very nice. No, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. You know where cheers comes from. You do know. I do know where cheers comes from. Should we tell listeners? Sure. So for everyone who doesn't know, does anyone know? We go, I like it a lot. Do you know what's from the movie that's from? Um, no. Dumb and dumber. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I like it a lot. On my date last night, we cheersed, and then I you cheers. Is that it? Or you, we cheersed? That's what not a word. The, cheersed. We did a cheers. What would, no, what would you, you say? You don't say we cheersed. What would you say? I don't know, but you don't say that. So what would you say? We toasted each other. We cheersed. No, I don't think that's correct. That's, no, I don't. Th- I don't agree with you. But that's okay. So tell me about you know, Brian. Well, tell us about no, your so, date. So we we did it. We did one of those, and then I went right away. I was like, "Do you know where Cheers comes from?" And I couldn't help myself. Of course not. I was like, probably she doesn't care about me telling her this fact about ancient Rome, and and that's where Cheers comes from. But I did it anyway. I couldn't help myself. All right. So why don't you not help yourself and tell everybody our viewers today? Um. Well, Cheers is where everybody knows in, your name in ancient Rome. You know where that comes from? Yes. Okay. Cheers. Yes. I've been to che- the Cheers bar in Boston. Yes. It's kind of shitty. It's like a yes. TGI Fridays. Gotcha. Um, not that there's anything wrong with TGI Fridays, but objectively Are they shitty. even around TGI Fridays? I think it's just called Fridays now. Okay. Um, so anyways, Cheers is in ancient Excuse Rome. Me. They would, whenever they would do business, they would always do it over wine. And so they would clink their the wine metal, glasses. The metal goblets. They would put in and metal they would, goblets. It would, like, they would have their wine filled up all the way to the top of the cup, and they would clink it together so that a little bit of my wine got into your glass and a little bit of yours got into mine to ensure that we were trustworthy of each other and that they and weren't poisoned. poisoned each other. Right. Right. Oh, were you telling? Oh, did you want to tell the fact? Yes, I wanted to tell it better so it was a little clearer because yours was really not that engaging. You know how you made it clearer? By repeating the exact word I said. I said poison and you got poisoned. Yeah, so thanks for making it clearer, no, Dad. They, no, it's, you got to set the setting. So in the Roman era. Oh, okay, so now we're yeah, really going. Yeah, so so you're the, making it more clear by doing it longer. Setting. Okay. The, setting. I'm glad. So they yeah, do a lot. So they were 10 do, minutes in. We're going to lose half our audience now. All right, here we go. So this week, I mean, this a big trend. Oh, God. A big trend in the last couple of years, but especially this week, I was finding a lot of... Um, Headline, I was reading like a lot of headlines about it. I wasn't even searching them. I just was, as I was online, I just saw thing after thing, maybe because it's like International Women's History Month or Women's History Month. It was International Women's Day a couple weeks ago, but right. the whole and, month and, of March. And just for, we talked about it. It's not that for international women, it's women all over the world. Those are the same thing Correct. you just said. No, I mean like if, if we're in America, man, we talked about this. I know I'm trying to be funny, but saying, to be clarified, it was it's all women. It's not just international women. You're saying the exact same thing twice. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. That's like I'm saying not. it's not about your dad. It's about John Bloom. It's like yes, yeah, so those are the same thing. No, uh, you're a hundred percent wrong. International women. When you say international f- women, that means every woman from all over the world Except falls under America. That's not true. No, Dad. So when they celebrate International Women's Day in Guatemala. Are they doing it for every country except America? When you talk about International Women's Day, you, I understand women all over the world. However, is America not part of the world? It should not be. All right, move on, Bronson, because I don't agree with you on that. You don't agree on the definition of international? Yes, it's every woman across the board. International means between nations. International, right? Are we not a nation in the, in the world? Yes, we are. You're, you're 100% correct. Oh, God. What? 
Um, so a lot of headlines I saw this week were about toxic masculinity. That was like a big thing this week. Uh, what, what is that? It must be because um, Women's History Month. So like this was published in Psychology Today, which is like a psychology magazine. This was published last week. It says, what is toxic masculinity? Toxic masculinity is the reason why women do not feel safe in the streets. Um, of course. Toxic masculinity is the result of a set of strict rules that prescribe what being a man should be. These man rules include a man should suffer physical and emotional pain in silence. A man shouldn't seek warmth, comfort, or tenderness. A man should only have the emotions of bravery and anger. Any other emotion, uh, any other emotions are weakness. A man shouldn't depend on anyone. And a man should always want to win, whether in sports, work, relationships, or sex. Those are masculine things. Okay. Well, and those are all negative. Are you saying they're negative? I think that a man should suffer physical and emotional pain in silence is okay. a negative thing to teach okay. people. Okay. Number one is so who came up with this? This so this sounds like this is in favor of helping men. This is not a negative against men. This sounds like it's a thing to help men. That's how it's, I take it's it. It's saying that there are parts of masculine of masculinity that are not good and that it's put women in danger. That's why they spend okay, it. Okay, so the headline so, is toxic masculinity is the reason why women do not okay. feel safe. So let's be how realize how fucked up that is because what toxic masculinity, if they're saying those are the traits of what's makes of masculinity toxic, then it's to the advantage of men to become better men. It has nothing to do with women and making them unsafe feel uh, unsafe. No, well, they're saying when, when men do those things, like those traits create a culture where men are violent and rapists. Well, and how is that? How does that make a man violent? What's that make a man violent? There's not I, one get, I get that. A no. man should always want to win. So what so, can so, make you like aggressive and oh, give me, competitive? No, no, no. Competitive. What's wrong with competitive? A man shouldn't seek warmth, comfort or tenderness. That's definitely a thing you're taught as a guy. Okay, But why does that make a woman feel unsafe? Because those, th- I no, can see no, those no, things listen. leading to no, no. a culture no, 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 where no. it's okay. Let me explain. Something. Men are like aggressors. No, no. Do you really feel that way, or are you just having a conversation? Both. Okay. Do I definitely feel that men are more violent than women in general? Really? That, I mean, that's factual. Just okay. look at but look at criminals. Pl- there's plenty of women that are violent. Look how many women are in jail. Oh, of course. I didn't there's say. Plenty. And you know, I didn't say men are the only violent women are abusive and physically abusive to their, to their men. Wait, I never said men are the only, I said, I get it, but I said, I feel that men are, are, I feel that men, males in general, in the animal kingdom, males are more violent and aggressive. We've had to be in evolution. Correct. Evolution made shaped men into that because they had to protect okay. their tribe. They had to protect the village. And provide. They had to everything. fight. Right. They had to I get kill. It. But when I look at that, those traits, which I think there's a lot of truth in what in those factual statements, not that women are unsafe as a result of it. Oh, here it says it here. What? Go ahead. So this it says the consequence of these of this kind of messaging is boys becoming men who are emotionally blunt and find it hard to connect with others, okay. particularly right. their girlfriends or wives if they're heterosexual. In most cases. These messages make it difficult for these men to have a good relationship with their partners. In the worst of cases, it can transform into rage and unfortunately murder. Toxic masculinity doesn't so wait, only kill they're, women. They're going, they're going, they're going that they're, far. They're going from fucking zero to hundred in, in a second. 
They're saying because if a man, let's say, doesn't want to talk about his feelings or, or, or thinks about the fact that if he talks about it and, sh- and it's shameful and it's weak if you become vulnerable, these are all things that are just normal that people want to get therapy over or learn or grow. The point is, it doesn't make you fucking a rapist or a murderer. No, but they're saying it could lead to that. I don't know if that it could. Bullshit. I, it do, that does not lead to that. I think if you're a murderer, you're like, a murderer. You're, like that's you're who bad, you are. You're a bad it's not because of the culture that you were like raised because, in. Because you, because your father. But would. then again, there are like crimes of passion where you know good people who made a mistake. But that I, happens. But I, that I think could be man or woman. Yes, but the I think it's like over ninety percent of murderers. Or like murderers are men. Because the men are physically stronger. I'm sure there's plenty of women that would want to fucking murder men if they could physically do it. I think men, we have killing more ingrained in our DNA than women do. Like I said, we evolved okay, for that. But Bronson, if somebody, if, if a man is not a good communicator or doesn't want to talk or thinks vulnerability is weak, that does not make him a murderer or a rapist and make a woman feel unsafe. Give me no, a fucking I break. agree with that, but okay. I also don't think the, that those are great things that we are taught okay. as men. But Okay, but that's a different issue. We could talk, I'm happy to talk about that because I... I'm 100% happy to talk about that. However, there, this is the theory that women or society wants men to become doormats and a bunch of wimps and pussies. And the reality is, it, if a man from, let's say, my father's generation, who is a hard-ass generation, and, and now I'm more of a hard-ass than you are, and maybe you'll become, you know, you're, who knows, maybe you're a kid based on your generation to be so wimpy and so women-like that when you have a kid, maybe men will give birth. Who knows? Well, men do give birth now. Yeah, but you're... <laughs> trans men. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or talk about trans people. Well, no, trans men. If they- I think that's fucking far-reaching. I think that's offensive. I think some of those statements are true and accurate about traits of men and what happens with society of men and upbringing of, of men, but it doesn't make them dangerous or rapists or murderers. That's a fucking far stretch. And do you think a- men are more dangerous than women in general? They are because they're more fit. They're, they're physically stronger. Do you think if women were physically stronger, you would like, let's say a woman who a woman, and, like you take a random woman and man who are equally <clears throat> fit and equal, like where they bench the same, right? Let's say, so they're equally uh, equal of strength. If she's a dude. Then if she benched the same as the guy. No, I think you could it, have a, you could have a, like most serial killers are puny dorky guys. Most of the like most of the top serial killers are not strong people. There's plenty of dangerous women out there. Plenty. Oh, of course, Look at the jail system, what's going on in prison? Right, but in the prison, but the prison seems to way more men than women. Way more. How are know. you? How are you disagreeing that men are more violent the, than I'm women? Not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. Men are definitely more violent than women. Factually, like there are literally stats for that, and also I just feel that I'm more afraid of men than women. Absolutely. Afraid? If I'm, yes. Not that I'm ever, if you're walking down the street of New York City. Yes, I understand. You're you're going to be more cautious of a man than of a woman. Absolutely. That's okay. No, but but that's so bad about that. What, so we need to change that too? No, but what What is it we need to change about that? I never said the word change. I said, I said, men are definitely more violent than women and I'm more afraid of men than I am of women. Right. So what? But you were disagreeing with me and then I, and then I no, gave that example in New York just, and you I'm said just, yes. I think because men are physically stronger. If there were women, if, if we were in a society where women were physically stronger, you might feel differently. You might feel like, I don't have to worry about that guy. This guy's a little guy, but the fucking woman's six, eight and she's a big chick and she, you know she can kick your ass. 
you might feel it's not even like a physical thing that i'm thinking of no not it, even is, a, it is a physical it's thing. an it's a violence thing no it's not please you don't think it's a hundred most killers thing. are not most murderers are not joe rogan's and jocko willinks they're not giant jacked no. men they're normal people like me not that i'm a killer but you know what i mean I don't know. I don't know the stats. I don't know the ratio of men to women in this world. I don't know about the upbringings. I don't know the fact that if, you know men are usually the breadwinners and deal with stresses. Who the fuck knows? Do men get more into drugs than women? Um, are there you know more men from broken homes without fathers? They right, could, but again, but I don't know. Those so are all co- factors. Yes, that okay, leads so to the, if those, to the if those conclusion. Are all factors, fine. But if there were, but if there were more, if you take that and put a play, put a female in that role instead of a male, maybe it'd be completely the same way just with women. So I don't know. So maybe is it is it factually true that more men are dangerous? That could be factually true, but if you look at the reasons behind it, right? But it, the reasonings behind it are moot because it is what it is. The reasonings to get to the conclusion don't matter when you no, both arrive no, at the same conclusion. No, because I'm trying to I'm trying to do some sort of analysis. And maybe it could be if, if the, I think it's a DNA thing, not a cultural thing. Okay, I think it's I both. Don't know. I don't know. I think there's just fucking crazy people out there, but I don't think those comments about men that taught to keep your feelings in to not you know to not be vulnerable and so i think those are true those are traits of men that's just the way it is i don't think it's right i think men should be able to feel differently but on the same token you know it's a catch-22 where on one hand that women want the women to be women and the men to be women but on the other hand they want the men to be men and these are mixed messages so yes that's definitely true you can't you know like you see you know you see these like police officers or firefighters or alpha type personalities and they and they are out there in the trenches every day and doing these hard things and then they get home this and this is who they are they become successful in their career you know like for example like a police officer it's a certain personality go to become a police officer they're in the trenches every day doing their thing they want to shit scum of the fucking society we deal with and then they come home and their wife wants them to be like a puppy dog you know these it's a certain mentality it becomes a certain goes to a certain career path and so forth or lead or whatever and then you're supposed to flick a switch and then when you get home you're like you're on one hand you're a pit bull or doberman and when you get home you're like a a little poodle it doesn't work it's not so easy it's not it's not i'm telling yeah, you right but now. Then is, isn't that also the guy's fault for why is it gonna be a fault for i mean if if you're coming home and you're being forced into changing from a pit bull to a poodle by your wife that's your fault you got to say to your wife, no, I'm not a fucking okay, poodle. I get it, right? but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, I is that women usually, usually, I mean, it's just are like softer, more emotional. They want to talk about things more, whatever. And guys just are not. I don't think men are wired that way. Men are more problem solvers, fixers. They just want to. We we cut to the chase a little bit quicker. We we solve we solve the solution. Women are very different. That's just the way it is. I think men and women are wired differently. And that's and why change that? Why I think part of it's wiring. I also think part of it is cultural. You're taught as a boy that what you feel doesn't matter. That if you're upset and eh, you'll get over it, man up. You're taught all those things. I don't think that's very well. I think it's helpful in some aspects, that it's not helpful in other aspects. But does everything need a discussion? Does everything need to be sit down and say, "Tell me, little Bobby, what's going? What's going on?" I mean, how about yeah, I think just- the, yeah, yes. The answer is yes. I think so. I don't. So, so you, you said, does ev- so does every, when a kid has a problem, do you, I'm trying to think if I was a teacher and my, all, if all my kids had problems, 
I think it would be helpful for them to talk about the problems instead of ignore them. I think that's a helpful thing in a, in, in a human's brain. Okay. I don't think there's a damn... Well, so let me just think for, for a moment. I think pushing down problems only exacerbates them. That's true, but... but, but you, We've had evidence of that in our own lives, per, in okay. our own personal okay. lives. But, but why is it... Listen, why is... And I'm not saying you're wrong, but what I'm saying is that does everything need to be discussed? Shouldn't some people be able to f- figure things out on their own rather than always having the help to figure out... Like, you know, there's always not going to be a safety net there. People need to sometimes figure things out on their own and get through it. And person, like you know, I always use the word perseverance. Well, it's not an all or none thing, Dad. No, I'm not saying this. Like, I'm just, like I'm just, I I'm just rarely, having a conversation. I'm just having a conversation. I rarely share when I'm stressed about something or worried or have a problem or whatever. I usually just work it out of my own head. Well, we that's know me. we know when you're stressed. That's me. As I, that's how I work. I just figured out on my own. Um. But I also think it was valuable to know that there's the opportunity, if I want to, to share it. It's not an all or none. It's not that I. Sh- it's not that I have to share all my problems or none of them. I didn't say that, did I? You did. You said, do no. we have to have everything discussed? No, that's not. That's not an all or nothing. You said, do we have to have everything okay, discussed? Right, let, let me be very clear. That that doesn't mean it's all or nothing. That, no, no, but I, I feel like I. I feel like I'm a great example of it. Where. I don't discuss a lot of things, but I, there are a few times where I would like to discuss things. Okay, and, and why do I stop you from doing that? Seriously? Yeah, sometimes. Really? Not so much with me, more so with like Bryce. Really? Yeah. Why is it? Give me an example. First of all, I always, always make sure my kids, I tell them that I'm always here for you. You are. You are. Always. But even like through this conversation, like you'll listen back <clears throat> and you'll hear you immediately, when I bring up something that's like sensitive, right? That like, is typically like a sensitive thing to say. I don't mean sensitive as like insensitive. I mean like sensitive as emotional or something, right? That kind of sensitive. You immediately dismiss it. Like I said, I think it's nice to share things. You're like, do we have to share everything? That right? But I'm having. I'm just. I'm just opposing the opposite side. Right, of the but I. Do. But I know that. I know that you care, but you are immediately. You immediately meet emotion with defense, so that stifles it immediately. That's just, that's who you are. That's how you were raised. That's what I think a lot of this stuff is talking about. Like just, oh, just man up and stuff, which is okay. I think there's benefits to that, to like a little bit of tough love and like man up. I, I actually don't think it's a bad thing, but I also think it's beneficial to have, to always be able to have a like forum to share whatever you want, whether it be like in, within therapy or elsewhere. And you do, but you immediately, you have to like, you have to like break through a few layers. So that's why like when Bryce goes through shit and stuff, I think he won't, he doesn't even care or not care. He doesn't bother talking to you at first because he doesn't have the ability to get through the multiple layers at first. Where like I do, like I'll come to you with something and you'll immediately hit it with the defense. What? You'll immediately hit it with the defense. And I know you don't mean what you're saying. I know that you're just. That's how you react to things. So then I can break through it a little bit and I know that I can get to the answer. Bryce, I don't think he knows that. So he'll come to you and you'll say like, oh, Bryce, you just got to man up a little bit. Like, you're fine. And then that shuts him down right away. So then he's like, he know, you know what I mean? Do, am I making I think I'm making sense. I think you are making sense. I, I, I hear you, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with everything you're saying, but I okay. do hear you. What don't you agree with? <clears throat> First of all, I think that, and I'm not saying you're, this is bad at all. I'm I just don't, I, talking. It's not ruining our relationship, so I'm not worried about that. Um, but I like to believe that all my kids can come to me for everything. I really do. I like to, no matter good or bad, and, and I have a different relationship with everyone of my kids, 
and all my kids have different personalities. I can't change their personalities and and you know um for, okay for me I I literally I I Bryce you or Burke I literally made it very clear that all my boys come to me and, and that's mom. not what I'm saying I understand that because we all know we can definitely right. and we'll but always don't you understand that like if I come to you or if you go to someone right like if if you went to mom if you were which which happens mom sometimes. is easier to go no no but like if this happens sometimes and i witness it you'll go to mom with a question and she'll be occupied with something else and so she won't really be focused on you and you'll be like you will be like what the fuck and then you like get annoyed and you leave it so if when you come to some which i know i can always come to you but then if sometimes i come to you and you like aren't as receptive as i would want you to be or whatever then it could, then it turns me off. Even though I know that you, okay. you right? You know what I mean? Like, which you, I don't find the, that the case with me and you, but I think Bryce finds that the case with you. I don't know. If Burke does. I don't think I've witnessed enough of Burke and you and your emotional. I don't even know. Does Burke go th- like go through stuff like that? Does Burke ever come to you with it? Like Burke comes to me for a lot of advice. He does. Well, listen, I, I get it. I don't, I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want any of my kids to feel that they couldn't come to you for anything. So, you know, I've had Bryce, we, Bryce and I've talked and texted and communicated about different things and that I'm always here from anything. And he knows that, but so Bryce might have a harder time come. I mean, I can't look every kid. But is then different. like, cause Bryce, I feel like, sorry. And Bryce, Bryce is definitely listening to this. So sorry. We're, we're sharing all this stuff about you without your permission, but I don't think you care. But like Bryce is a good example of those traits. Like, Bryce is a big guy, right? He's very physical. He is muscular. He played football. He's a frat bro. He's always pinned as like a typical guy jock, which means that he's not allowed to be emotional. In cult, in society, someone like that, a, a physically large, strong, football playing frat brother is not allowed to cry. People will be like, what the fuck are you doing, pussy? Right, like that. Mm-hmm. So then, but then the thing with Bryce is he's not that. He's not the strong jock. He's the muscular. He's sensitive. Right, Bryce is an emotional, sensitive, kind person, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm not. It's I'm not saying thing. Bryce is an emotional no. like pussy. Bryce is the best. He he doesn't his in his emotional state doesn't sweet, fit his nice physical boy. state. He's a sweet, nice boy. So I think Bryce finds it hard because cold like society has created these stereotypes that Bryce doesn't fit in, but he looks like he should. So I think Bryce finds it hard because he, which I've talked about this. He said like, no, but I have to like, no, I shouldn't be feel like I shouldn't think about that. Or I shouldn't keep like, he has convinced himself about that too. I'm like, no, Bryce, it's okay to feel upset about something. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, but he's like, no, no, I got to toughen up. I got to be uh and I think the, him trying to reconcile both of those is why he might have like a harder time going through certain things than like I do because society doesn't put as much pressure on me. Like I've always felt like if I cry, I don't give a shit with like people won't give a shit. I think Bryce feels like if he was caught crying or being emotional, people would like look at him differently. Well, yeah, I, I don't know what to even say to that. I mean, it, I, that's but that's something that he what okay what could we do? I mean, that's something that Bryce has to 
mature emotionally and maybe over time to learn to maybe be more comfortable with how he wants to be and who he wants to be and not, you know, so look, I get it. I was raised by a real hard ass father. So, I mean, your kids have, you guys have no fucking clue about being raised by, you know, I couldn't even have the kind of relationship you and I have and what we do. But do you think that that was basically what I'm trying to get at is like, do you think that that's beneficial or do you think like what we have is more beneficial than what you and Pa had? And do you think what me and my son have or will have, because I'll probably even be more open in emotions than you were with me and you're way more open than Pa was with you. So do you think that's a good evolutionary cycle or not? I think it's good and bad. Right. Um, I agree. I I think it's good and bad. I think it's going to be, I think it's very nice to have a, open, healthy relationship with your parents and or children. I think it's very healthy. But in the same token, I think that it could sometimes make people soft and have that parachute and take away, let me finish for a second, okay, and take away the drive. Um, You know, I'm a firm believer, and mom and I are fall to this, where I think adversity builds strength and character, I think perseverance, I indicate all the time, is a huge way of living life. I think not being the victim, not knowing your parents, though, you can always fall back on mommy and daddy. Um, and, and, and those are important traits and characteristics that help shape a person to become successful. And because life is full of ups and downs and hard times and good times, and, and it's what separates, I'm going to say, the men from the boys getting through the hard times. I agree with you. And I think the coddling ba- uh, behavior, I think breastfeeding them till the age of 50 years old, figuratively speaking, of course. I think them knowing that we're always there for you and we'll, we'll help you out financially if you ever get in trouble, things like that. I think those are, people do that of love and not meanness, but they're a disservice. I think that tough love doesn't mean I don't love you, but tough love is a important thing. For example, when all my fucking kids graduate college, the money fucking stops. I'm not trying to be a dick, but otherwise... Where's the incentive? It's like feeding a wild animal. Then they'll be able to go back out into the world and eat on their yeah. own. So I think it's a balance, a balance. I, I think the fact that you have mom who's a little more, not a negative, softer, more, a little more understanding. And, and the balance of you and mom, I that's think. That's what I'm saying. I think that's, I mean, also that's, even if we're talking like about nature and evolution, like that's why uh, that evolved for like couples to form between a man and a woman because they off they bring different things to they the table differently and, right. and 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 you know I'm very old fashioned I believe I have my roles mom has her roles and and I know people don't like that they think it's somewhat chauvinistic but I believe in that when raising children and um even even our dog when you look at banks the difference in how he he knows I'm the alpha as opposed to mom. You know, she's a, he doesn't he, listen to mom at all and when uh, I come in and say something he listens right away. A, so it's a different thing so for example and and well, because mom spoils him and gives into well, him and allows and him to not listen. And the or even when you look right, at she Zer- doesn't mean to. Even look at Zerai, how when I say no, she immediately stops and pouts. I say it once and it's done, as opposed to the you know the the you take one more step off that curb, you be in trouble, right. and then they do it again, do it again with me. I think it's beneficial for a kid to have that both now, of those. It's the yin and the yang. I so, think so, that's helpful. So so, so with you guys, <clears throat> um, I th- sometimes and time means everything. Like. You can't bother me the minute I get home, or you can't tell me like when Burke will say, you know, Dad, my fraternity dues were due four days ago. Like now, you fucking tell me like it ain't. So it should be my problem 
that yeah. you're four days behind when you should have given me enough to ample notice to discuss it with you. And why are you assuming I'm automatically paying your fraternity dues? I pay for your college. Maybe you should fucking have some skin in the game. So these are things where I could say, sure, here's three grand. But my point is, if you do it so easily, and, and so there's nothing wrong where if a kid should be a little nervous to ask his dad something, it's called a respect. There should, I still yeah. think there should be a little fear. Don't take this the wrong way. I'm not your buddy. I know we do this, but I'm your father first. I'm not your fucking buddy. And as we even talked about in the live episode, I was like, I don't know if we want, I don't know if I want us to be buddies. Correct. I like our relationship as father. I and love son. our relationship. Okay. And, and I feel we've evolved to a, a much better relationship. And there are many things we are like equals where I feel like you are my buddy in certain ways, but I'm not your fucking buddy. I'm your parent. You know that. And I, that's how I want it. Correct. I like that. So, so I do feel bad. Cause the part of me that makes me sad that if my kids wouldn't want to come to me, um, but I'm also okay if they want to go to mom first. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, but because- I also and I also think it's very beneficial. I've learned this throughout my life that like, and it's made me a lot more um, confident in myself. Because like, there have been hard times where I've went through physically and emotionally, right? Like, like when I went to Turtle Island, that was like a physically hard time. I was like. And mentally. Yeah, right. But, but, and just so you know, Turtle Island is a thing where you go away for a month and you live, he chose and you live off the land. It's not one of those outward bound things. It's where you literally. It was a compound in the middle of the woods in North Carolina. And it was a survivalist. And you uh, learn how to survive community. and live off the land. And he chose and he bathed in the uh, There's no running, or, no running water, no electricity, no even and, buildings. And we were nervous to let him go, but he wanted to do it. And, and the first four or five days, you were miserable, right? Well, I remember, so I wrote, I remember the third, I was miserable the whole, the first couple days because it's so, it was so out of my comfort zone, right? Like there's no showers, there's no beds. You sleep on a wooden platform outside. Like I lean to. Yeah. And so, and so there's no walls or anything. So I remember the first night I was up all night because it was so loud around me. I could hear all the animals. I could hear things and I was terrified. I don't blame you. Um, so the first couple days were really hard. I was like 12 or 13 and I remember writing a letter to you guys to come and pick me up. I was like, I, I want to come home whatever, whatever. And I remember I said to myself, wait two more days. And then if you still feel but this way, you can send you're it. You're uniquely mature. Wait, but most, so, but then most after kids. those two days, I adapted, I got it. I got comfortable and I loved it. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. That camp. I loved it. And to this day, I always can look back on that time and think like, that I was able to process my own problem and figure it out on my own. own growth. Right. So that's what, that's what brought that story up was that you said, I, I always would want my kids to come to me. But then part of me was like, I do think it is beneficial though, to go through things on your own Try to figure it out, figure, fail on your own, get to the, like be at rock bottom on your own and pick up your, like pick yourself up by your own bootstraps instead of someone else and doing you know it. Why? And because then when you get back, then you're like, Oh shit, I did that myself. Right. And you know that you can get through it right. again. It empowers you. Right. Right. This, okay. So when I hike Kilimanjaro, okay. And it's nine days in a tent hiking, no shower. Okay. The first two, three days, you're like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. Like same thing when you're going through. It's so, so depressing. No toilets, no shower, nothing. You're in your tent by yourself. You're like, oh my God, I'm not going to fucking make it. And then you get adapt to it. And then when you finish, you look back and you, right when you're by yourself, you say, I can fucking conquer anything. Right. That's why. You- and now I know to this day, whenever I'm uncomfortable in a situation or I'm like, this is difficult or whatever, I know that I'm like, okay. oh, I'll get through it. What's though. the one word that I always say? 
perseverance. There you go. But is yeah. that the truth? So now when you look back, so so when I did Kilimanjaro, it was it's it's it was to be outside my comfort zone because I'm a germaphobe, right? Big time. Um, that I can look back and say I'm a, a member of an elite group that I did something that most people cannot like Turtle Island. I can fucking live four weeks in that wilderness like that. You look back and you say, "So there's nothing you can't do." Right. So, so I I want to to divert back a little bit, but when I want my kids to come to me for everything, doesn't mean I'm going to be there. I'll be there emotionally. I'll help my kids, but and and I would feel terrible if my kids didn't feel comfortable because I never felt comfortable going to my parents. There wasn't it wasn't that kind of relationship. But the, but this is what I like is complicated about it because. But As did I, it I make was, me who I am? Right, that's what I was going to say. Like and- 20 minutes ago in this conversation, I was saying, I think it's great to be able to share whatever you want and stuff, but I also do think that your generation of adults like, were really successful in your, in your lives. And, I, and even my grand, your parents, my grandparents' generation even was even more successful. Right. I think a majority of the reason why they were successful was because they were like independent do or die. Like no one's going to help me. And they knew that from birth, they were like raised in an environment where it was like, you, you had other things to worry about than your emotions. Right. Today it's like, you know, when we grew up, we literally drank out of a fucking hose. We literally ran with scissors in our hands. We literally did not put a seat. And if you hurt yourself, then you learned and you didn't do it again. So to me, right. So, so I, and I remember this analogy and this is the truth. I remember when Burke was little and I coached his flag football and I remember like it was yesterday. It was the cutest fucking thing. And we, um, there was the, in South County park, there was a chain between the two little, we told the story on the podcast a couple of months ago, but that was, that's a major thing because he chose and I could have said, I'll take, you know, like, Oh, it's okay, baby. But he, he scraped his knee, made the choice. Here's what saddens me as a father is I love you guys. You guys, you, your brothers and your mom are my world. I know I'm not the easiest. I might, I know I might not even agree, but I think like you always said, I'm fair. Okay. So it would sadden me to all end if you guys didn't feel comfortable coming to me. So one thing that's not true. We, I think I I want you, I can't speak for my brothers, but I think that we all are comfortable coming. Right. So, so like, but I think it might be, Harder for let's say certain kids, right? That's so. But, but, but I, but I you know think what? it's beneficial that you are a little more tough love than like emotion, emotion. I think. But it's I've beneficial. also grown. I've grown, and mom and mom is softer than I am. So maybe the kid who who in our family that doesn't come to come to me initially might go to mom, and the mom will talk to me, which is fine. Then I go to to whichever child that is. But the other day, Brooke was like, so I'm like. He asked me something, and I said, no. I go, why would you even ask me? He goes, he says, don't have the right to ask. I go, you absolutely do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so he said to me, like, I'm thinking, like, why would you fucking ask me? There's no way I'm doing that. But he says, I have the right to ask, and there's truth to that. I, I come from that position because where I'd be like, why would you ask me? Because I would never even ask my father. It was not even, it was out of the fucking question. Just something you, I never would go to my parents. I'm not saying that's right, but it made me who I am. So I think there's a balance yeah. in I think that too much. But then it also made your brother who he is, which is interesting because that's kind of the opposite of you in terms of, in terms of your like extreme work dedication and stuff like that. 
you guys are very different. So, so I think that's interesting because a, that, well, cause there is, because Bronson, there is a genetic component. Yeah, there definitely and is. And there's a nature component. So, so I think for example, you know, there's a time where you're born in each household. Um, I think that, you know, birth order definitely birth affects order things. Definitely, there's Being no the question. oldest, I think that shaped who I am a lot. So you don't, it made me more independent than my brothers. So you don't think the fact that, you know, I lost an older brother who would have been, um, probably 58, who was two years older than my, my brother, you know, Brant right now. So back then, she, crazy shit, maybe. Right, and Brant like then had to step into the mantle of the maybe, oldest son. Or maybe, and my mother, who I think had a nervous breakdown, and back in the 50s, it was different back then, and, and whatever, and who the fuck knows. There's so many facts. And was, wasn't Uncle Lloyd, who was your oldest brother, wasn't he like great too? Like he was always... Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, in every family, there's a, there's a kid who's like always do it like successful. Like he always listened to mom and dad. Like I'm kind of the, <laughs> not to pat myself on the back, but you know, there's always a kid who like, when you're growing up, there's like the brother that the other brothers always look up to. And the parents always compare. Why can't you be more like this brother? Why can't you be no, more like that? I, I don't think that was the case. I, I, I don't that th- could explain things. If yeah. then uncle Brand had to step into those shoes. No, I don't think that was, the no. case. I think, I think that, I think that he, Got a little bit of a raw deal in the se- raw deal in the sense where because he step came in after my mom lost the son and back then it, it would have been different today but back then you know my dad was a workaholic kid that's what he's provided that's all he's taught did and and there was not the I think the emotional health and help aspect of there as there is today and I think that just was a circumstance but I I think there's definitely a nature and nurture component however for someone like me you know I love my parents but. They're not the kind of parents, look, they paid for my school and they, they gave me, you know, a roof on my head and taught me certain values, but they're not like I am to you guys, but maybe I love you guys too much and maybe, maybe, maybe you guys, we give too much to and, and therefore you, it takes the hunger away and, maybe. and, you know, so who knows, but, but, I, but to get there's back, no right to, answer it's a, it's either. A, it's a hard balance, but what I'm saying is to go back to the original part. I don't think I love my kids coming for anything they want to come to me about, but I don't think everything needs a discussion. Sometimes, for example, you need to say, suck it up, Nancy, put your big boy pants on and fucking get out and do what you got to do. Yeah. I don't, want to sound I don't like, like, I don't want, I don't I don't like agreeing like with that, but I agree with Listen, it. I don't want to sound like a dick. For example, do you remember when you were going through, when you graduated and I give you a lot of street creds, man, you, you graduated college a year early you didn't have credits. You fucking went on your own, moved out to California. We helped you a little bit, you know, but you moved out. You didn't know a single soul. You wanted to be in LA because of the film industry. You did it. And then, you know, there were all these projects. That's how LA is. And all, you go from job to job to job because that's just the way it is. Freelancing. Freelancing. Unless you're like in TV and you've continued running show. So, and it was time that we, and you were young, I get it. And you were out of job like two months, two or three months, and you were losing your fucking mojo, which I get. And you would get, I think, in a little bit. Which we've talked about on this podcast. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did well, a whole episode. Yeah, we epi- did with Bryce. I think, we, didn't we talk no, about No, we did a whole episode where I was talking about that, and I was saying, because Bryce is starting to go through Correct, some right. of that, and I was expl- trying to explain to him, look, this is, we, yeah, but we, we talked about that, but right. I, what, so, what, what were you going? So my point is, so your mom at? and I would say, we would try to, you know, we had to handle you with like kid gloves and not massage the conversation, but when we get to the phone, we're like, he's got to fuck a man up. That's what mom and I would say, not behind, we'd say it behind closed doors when we went on the phone. Right. Like, you know, he's got to fuck a man up. And I would tell you, 
everyone gets a job when they're older, everybody's working, you're only 20. But that was the first time I ever went through something like that. So now if I were to do that again, I would think I, I, I know I would handle it very differently. I know I wouldn't spiral down into like a place like that. No, but it's okay. No, I know, but but what I'm saying is like that. I didn't know how to navigate that those feelings. Don't now that young. I got, but now that I got through it, this was my main point. Like with Turtle Island as well. Like now that I've gotten through one of those hard points in my life, if it were to happen again, I know that I can get through it. I because I've done it before. So now I'm not. I wouldn't be worried. You know, like if I got fired tomorrow, I wouldn't be worried because I know that I could be, I would be fine. But when it, the first time that it ever happens to you, you don't know because it's never Listen, happened. Even being fired, you just have a right to be worried. It's, a, it's something that would be a terrible thing. But you Worried know, is maybe not the right you, word, but Listen, getting you down gotta, on yourself. You know, my dad, one thing my dad told me is like, look, you got to work fucking two, three jobs. You work fucking two, three jobs. I don't give a shit. If you got to wait tables, you wait fucking tables. Money's money. You're never too proud for, to make a dollar. Whatever you got to fucking do to make ends meet and keep the roof over your head, you fucking do it. And but today's day, it's like, well, you don't like that job. Let's get you a job that you actually like. You know, to me, I think yeah. Some, so, I don't so, know if that's beneficial to no, society as a whole. It's not. I like living in that culture because it is, I get is it. easier on I a get it. on you mentally. It makes sense. I don't. I, I I think it's better on an individual level. But I think as a society, I, that makes us for a very bad society. A job's a job, man. You got to fight make ends meet. You got to. That's you know. You and do it's what like you gotta do. ninety-five percent of of the people in the in this world are job. no, 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 are unremarkable, are not special, are not anything interesting, and are just normal, run-of-the-mill people. That's okay, which is okay. But in the culture that I grew up in, we were all you're taught that we are extremely unique you, and special, right, and, you, and valued. Nothing you can't do. Right. You're the smartest. And I don't think that that is good at all. No, it's not. It's setting up for failure. Yeah. But but so let's go back to where we were originally. So. I would love my kids to come to me for everything. I will not agree with everything. I will always be their parent. I always support them and love them. I'm not going to be there giving handouts. And if sometimes my kids think I'm, think I'm tougher than, than mom, then go to mom and let mom talk to me or let you guys convince me. But I do want you guys to feel that you can come to me for anything. Which I think we do. And I hope so. Um, because it would, sad, it would make me sad if you didn't feel comfortable to talk to me. But... It's not such a bad thing mm-hmm. to try to work things out on your own first. A hundred, I agree with not that. Not if you do something stupid. I mean, like, well, it's borderline gray criminal. I'm gonna try to, uh, you know, what I'm saying. But, but most, my point is, so, well, there's, so the, there's a difference too between coming to you for advice and coming to you with like a problem. Those are different. You can come to me for both. It'd be right, my but, pleasure. But like advice, I'm always there to give advice. And come to your problem, I would love to help you with your problem. But, but I'm I not do gonna- think that there are certain times where you should like, I because I, I do I do this most of the time with myself. I just oh, it's my problem. I feel like I should figure it out on my own. Which I don't know if that's good or bad. That's no, kind of what this article no, talks no, about. No, no, no. You could come. Listen, you don't have to try to. First of all, figuring out your, the problem on your own is not such a bad thing. It's like sort of figuring out a, a puzzle in school or, or whatever it is. Try to figure something out on your own. Right, but, but, but I think that also is a very masculine thing. Women, do, But women don't... They talk about it all so much. When women have a problem, they go to other women to share the problem, and they all problem solve like together out loud. Men are taught, and I think a little bit of it is biological. I think a little bit is nurture, and a little bit of na- is nature mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit how we are raised and our culture and it how also how we're born. But when men encounter a problem, the immediate thought is no one will care. No one else will care about this problem. Like I do like no one, no one, I don't want to waste people's time 
with bringing up my problem. It's my problem, right? Like that's how I think, definitely. But I, I don't mean, know if that's bad necessarily. But is it? But, but to me, I don't know. It's part like it's part of fucking life. Do I need to share everything about my life with everything? Maybe it has to be a conversation. You just fucking live your life and do it, right? But also, so there are certain things that are helped by other people so then you then when you then talk about it right either your friends your girlfriend but a lot your of wife but basically or, what i'm saying is a lot of men to feel like they can't a lot of men are taught okay, that they can't i get it okay but i can't i'm not listen but even i am and i'm i feel like i'm even lucky in terms of that okay um if if men want to talk about it with somebody else they need to try to talk about it. if they if they're uncomfortable then they get into therapy and try to but work it out don't you agree that society I do kind of sh- shits on men and yes. their emotions. Yes, because then it, you're weak. Right, exactly. I women agree. and men. Yes, society at women large. Do, no, wi- the women want. That's why I said the women want the men to be women and they want the men to be men. It's a tough. Yes, act. I've I've found that women want they in theory they want you to be emotional but and share your problems, but they, but they don't in practice. So Brene Brown is a great therapist. She's phenomenal. She has these all these uh, great TED Talk. All these podcast she's great she says a great thing she said the women want the men to ride on the white the shining uh the white knight on the white horse and whatever Mm -hmm. and that's great but what happens when he falls off the horse right your knight your fucking knight in shine armor is coming in to save the day but what happens he falls off the horse he's human being what happens at that point right like i the women want they want that fucking shining then the knight in shine armor but they don't want to fall to i I think men especially like in relationships you when women when women experience failure, the men always have to be there for them and support them and whatever, whatever. Right, when the men experience right. failure, no, the woman doesn't want to hear it. The, the woman often, I don't know, this might this might be very like grossly over-exaggerating and over-generalizing, but I feel like when men experience failure, it kind of, women retract. It makes them like the right. man less. Correct. He's not a man. Right. He didn't provide. He's a loser. It's a problem. And that's hard on men. Yes. As a society that's kind of what i was saying and i think that's where i agree with the certain parts of the toxic masculinity which i don't like that term but i do agree that there are certain parts of what society deems masculinity that are not helpful to society at large so so, so, then i don't know what the answer is there isn't one but so so then then there's white male the privilege this that even one more thing to make a man have to live up to this whole image shit and it's not easy listen it's not easy for a guy to have to be a father, have to provide, his sense of self-worth comes to its level of success, whatever that means, and having to have money, right. having to put a roof over your head, having to deal with your asshole employer, having to, you know, physically deal with that, then you got to come home and you got to deal with the nagging, I'm, I'm saying, I'm making a general statement, nagging wife or the kids, and then you got to, then you got to be on the weekends, you got no time to yourself because you got to be with the wife and the kids and doing that stuff and all these things for the benefit of them, and, and you're like, when does it end? And it's exhausting. Yeah. So the man has no so and the man, God forbid, God forbid, the guy says to his wife, "Um, I feel this way or I feel that way." The women say they want to hear it, but I don't think they really want to hear it. I think it's I like haven't they're... felt like you know me and listeners of the podcast know me that I'm much more like open and accepting of things. Right? I am, can say confidently that I haven't that I agree with you in that statement. I have felt that women in general in society don't they say they want to don't, don't care about men's emotions they, right. they they don't they just genuinely don't care i agree 
not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't need them no, to care because you bleed too. No, listen. But then also, men care about women's emotions. We have to. half like when you, as a man, you're taught that like when you have a girlfriend, when you have a wife, like half of your job of being a good husband or being a good make boyfriend, sure she's happy, right? Is to always make sure, like tend to her needs and make sure that like she right make sure that she's happy and stuff. Is she taught to make sure your needs are happy? I, I don't know it. if they are. I, I can't, I'm a guy, guys, so I can't speak listen. what women are taught. But I've definitely I've never felt that my emotions when I'm being truly emotional, like vulnerable, right? That, yeah, the, that's like the perfect yeah. word, vulnerable. I felt that women don't really care that much no, about it. I agree with you. But then again, do you, do I really care so much when a woman is being, yeah, I guess I do. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just, comp it's a complicated no, I th thing. I think, I think that women say they want to. And this is, we are definitely generalizing, of course, of because course. there are definitely, mom is a great example of, I could go to, I know I could go to mom with whatever and be as vulnerable as I want. And I know she genuinely like will do anything to make sure that the problem is solved or that I feel better. Like she will put my emotions over her own emotions. So, and she's a woman. So I'm not saying like all women, but I think society at large, not an, an individual level. You're making a general right. statement, which I get. But I just want to give the caveat that this is a generalization I'm making. Well, right. Well, and it's an opinion and it's a general statement. But I agree. I think women, like I said, you they want the man to ride in the, uh, the knight in the shining armor. But what happens if he falls off the horse? And that's a perfect example. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Well, even think about it like in terms of a knight. If a knight falls off the horse and they lose, it's like, oh, you're out. You lost your knighthood. You, you're like, a failure. Right, you're a failure. You're not, you're not right. the noble forget, forget about anymore. The, forget about the 20 other wars that you won. This is the last one we're going to remember. You fell to fucking, you know why we take That's away definitely how society treats men. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And you don't think And men I think that's why a lot of men are having a lot, like men are having, having a hard time in the last couple of years because they're like, I don't know where I fit into society because it feels like society doesn't really want me or value me. Or what about the stress with work? What about the stress of, of, of money? Yeah. Right. Or having money and stability. And as a, by the way, as a man, right or wrong, making a judgment, not making a judgment call. And I'm not saying this way we're taught. There's a lot of self-worth to your having money. There's a lot of self-worth oh, to being to a your, man. To your to job, your mojo, to the caliber of wait, your job. Your mojo feeling successful, feeling empowered. That was the main reason right? why when I was unemployed, that was the main reason, I get which it. I didn't even know that I, I didn't think that that would affect me at all because I don't care about that. I don't care about people's social status. I don't care about people's jobs. But when you're on the I'm other side of it that. and you're like, I'm not making money, what is the point of my Your life? Your self-worth. I'm right. talking about you as a man. Okay. So for example, I feel better about myself if I'm in physically in shape, if I feel I look good, if I feel healthy if i feel i'm working to be productive in a society and if you're like winning at things and like if, if you're right. getting new and deals wait, wait, and you're getting I, and if i and if i'm making money that gives me self-worth sitting on the couch watching the fucking tv eating bonbons and gaining weight and not doing bonbons you always go to that but my point yeah but my point, i agree 100 doing anything productive that's why i don't even know if i can even retire you know what i'm saying right there needs to be productivity so anyone listen if i was not going to i don't want to jinx myself but if i was unemployed for two three months i might too lose my mojo do you know what I'm saying? Because it's easy. That's where the man's self-worth comes from. But just do you like, think just that like that's helpful? That like, as, why not? Men, as men were taught our self-worth comes why from not? working. No. That's Being, like, are we just no, slaves no, no, to society? No, see, I don't, I call productive. There's different. Working as a negative. But women are taught, 
I, I don't know. I, what are women taught? I'm not a woman, so I don't really know. I don't think women are taught that their self-worth comes from their work. No, but I think like men I think, are. I, no, but I think that a lot of women. I wonder what and I'm also they are taught in that by, by by I think by what the children they raise. Yeah, the the life the family that they create. The, the I think life is where they their live. Self-worth comes from. Listen, the life they live, um, the memories they created. Um, but see, don't those see? I'd rather be on that side. I'd rather be on the side where my self worth comes from the life I've created. The but wait, 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 it let me does fi- from your from your role. Right, Bronson, but, you, but you have to get through it. No, you have to get through it through Bronson, work. No, no, that's Bronson, like no, Bronson. So I'm just a slave. No, you're not a slave. Your role, you have a role. Okay, back in the caveman days, the men fucking left for days to go hunt, to go ahead and bring back food so their family could be safe. Right, but so so I was born in this earth. My whole existence is to just work and work and work and no. work and then i die no it's like what the fuck then what is what is life okay, okay, what's okay. the point you How, know? do we not take off two three months a year and travel right but wait, wait. but Did so you, you wait, wait, work wait, wait. to no, live no no but like what a bad sentence no. i hate when people say i work to live i don't no. live to work and it's like but working to live sounds horrible no. why can't i just live to live but that's not the world i guess and and, and do what no i know so it, wait, by i the way, know that's not the reality the way, but it's by just by the way by the way everybody's a different view of what life is for example i always say this the guy who comes up from Mexico, who works in landscaping and has no money and doesn't speak a word of English, but wants to come here to Ben, sends all his money home to his family, he w- and might make 20 grand a year. He 100% loves his children as much as I love you guys. There's no doubt. right? Just because I buy you more things doesn't mean I love you more. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. He 100% love. Everyone has a different view of what they want to do, raise their families and so forth. So... He's not sending his kids to private school or private colleges. He's not. He can't afford it. We know that, correct? Right? So, again, doesn't make me a better father if I buy you cars and he can't afford to buy his kids' car. Does He loves his children just as much as I do. We made choices. So, so you could say, Dad, I don't want to work as hard as you worked. I'd rather, I'd rather be home by three. <clears throat> That's your choice. So right. you, you need to make enough money for your high life so that you want to live. Or you have to lessen your lifestyle. No, I know. No to, I, I, I get it. It's not negative. It's just weird that we've created, like, because we created the world. Like, the world, society, or we didn't, we didn't create the world. We created society. So we created a system that enslaved ourselves. Because money is a, like, we're all slaves to money. We created that. We made a okay, world where it's like, it, you, it's not you're my, born, it's a, you work, and okay, you die. It's not. So that you can have, like, little bits in between no, that are enjoyable. But first, it's you, like, you're born and you die, right? So, so, so there's one, it, there's no trouble. But, like, couldn't we, couldn't we have created a world where, I mean, that's kind of like how it was in other, I mean, I guess that's just what life is. You just no, have to work. No, they fucking traded goats. Before, Even, like, like, animal, like, a lion pride. They all, the, every day, they wake up and they go hunt. And that's, what, money, that's their work. Money is the, the, the dollar whatever or the form is nothing more than a form of exchange before there's currency they dealt with fucking goats and things like that now it's it's uh, it's, it's crypto you know things that i don't even understand right, but like can't we create we I, can't. I feel like get out we're not I feel like, can't we create a society where it's just like we live to live we don't live and to work and we don't and work the, to live yeah that goes back to your to your organized chaos theory i'm not going to that whole I mean like you need the with structure no structure why don't we just all be fucking uh, uh lifeguards and live on the beach it doesn't work that way i i'm my point is, I like my I life. know it doesn't work that way. It's, a, it's, I just a, it's idealistic. A I just Utopian even. Right, right. I just want to go back. That people, people in general need a purpose. Without a purpose, yeah. you lose your identity, you lose your self-worth, 
you lose your mojo and you don't know what you're doing on, on this planet. Mm-hmm. I agree. Whatever that purpose is, I don't know. Everybody finds their own different path and they're allowed to find their own path because my motto is live and let live. But you need a purpose. So when you sit on the couch all day and do nothing productive, you feel like a loser. You feel like you're not being productive. You feel like you're not contributing. We must all contribute in one way or the other way. We contribute to our family, our friends, our self, society. If we're not moving forward and we're just standing still, then we are going backwards because life is going forward. So therefore, you want to lose weight? Stop with the fucking diet. Uh, stop with the pills. You diet and you work out. There's no free ride. That's what life is. There's nothing wrong with us working. It gives us a sense of independence. It gives us a sense of self-worth. Working is an okay thing, but it all comes down to purpose in life, okay? That's what's important. That's what you teach your children, and then how you live your life is up to you as long as it works for you and you're not affecting anybody else. But to go back to the situation where we talked about where not every problem needs to be discussed, sometimes, you know, it's like I call it pillow thought. You go to bed at night, you have your own thoughts. They're your thoughts. You're allowed your thoughts. That's what the beauty in your brain, no one can fucking tap into that. You want to talk to mom and me about something? We're here for you. We're here for all you, all you boys. We hope you feel comfortable. The beauty is if there's something you don't feel comfortable coming to us, you probably will go to each of your brothers because you might feel that's more appropriate. And then say. even then, I think at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it is still like at some times you just have to man up and just be like, yeah, okay, I'll get, eh, and, I'll and, get through and, it. And, and I don't want to say like, don't ever come to me because I want you to come to me. But there's not some, something bad. Like, like if you were ever in a bind, you know you can always come to us no matter what. But at some point, it's not so bad trying to figure it out yourself. Yeah, you know, because I agree. That, it's like when you were in Turtle Island, I was in Kilimanjaro, whatever. You, it's empowering. And, and that's why I'm saying when you go through certain things that have adversity, it makes you stronger. Rather than me saying, for example, and this is exactly when I grew up and I was bullied, I either went to my brother who kicked their, those guys' asses and now I became a fucking martial artist. Do you know what I'm Because I'm not going to be bullied. Not say, let's sit and talk about every little thing. You know, someone could break in your house. If you don't believe in guns, that's fine and respected. You have a baseball bat there. If you're out of shape, you're not in the martial arts. What are you going to do to protect your family? Mm-hmm. I say this to my friends all the time. I have this one guy. He's fat fuck. Nice Jewish guy. I say to him, I go, what are you going to do to protect your family? You don't believe in guns. You're not a martial artist. You're not in shape. You're going to talk to the fucking guy when you walk with your wife and yeah. your kids. Yeah. You know, my role is to protect the family. That's my role. I make sure the doors are locked. The alarm is on. When I'm out, I check my surroundings. I make sure you and your, you, you, your brothers and your mom are protected. If I was some fat little fucking nebbish Jewish kid that had nothing, whatever, what am I going to do? I oh, yeah, I me. Can you not bother us, please? I mean, give me a fucking break. So, so that's my role. Now, everyone has a different view of what they want to do. For me, that's the situation. So, I want you kids to come to me for anything you need to. Mom and I love you. If you don't feel comfortable enough coming to me, you go to mom. She'll talk to me. You know, I always come around. I might not agree. I might say no. I'll always be fair. But you guys should come to me. And also, as time goes on in life, you realize as you mature. Remember, you are now 25 from when you were 20. Big difference. Big difference. Okay. So when you look at Bryce, who's 22, okay, and you're now 25, big difference in maturity. Yes. Plus, you're always more mature. You are our most mature out of all our three kids. So Bryce might go have a little tougher Suck time. Suck at Bryce and Burke. No, listen. Bryce might have a little bit of a tougher time with this or whatever, but everybody finds their path. They know we're here well, for Not them. everybody, but you would, you, Bryce and Burke will. A lot of people don't find their path, That's especially you're nowadays. Right. You're right. I, I, that came out wrong. I was nowadays, thinking, I, was, I feel like every year it gets more and more. It's like, oh yeah, that's a lost soul, you know? 
every year. But you know why? Because it's because we can't coddle everybody. That's the problem. We we have to give people. You have to. Oh, sorry. What was that? A notification oh. on my computer. We have to teach people to be have a sense of self worth. Yeah. Okay, we have to teach people. But society is it, takes that every year. Bronson, society Bronson, takes it more Bronson, away, Bronson, more and more. We literally, when I say we're creating, I use the word pussies. Let's say soft people, okay? When you create somebody so soft, you're taking their their own dignity and pride. People feel better earning it. People feel better fighting mm-hmm. for it. People feel better doing their own. Remember when you kids were little, um, and we have friends, we see this all the time, even at, the, at your age. When the, when the waiter comes, when you were little, I'd say, Tell the waiter what you want. I can order for you. Tell him what you want. Or if you want to go to the bathroom, you little, I go, you go to the bathroom. I, I watch the front door. Right. And you go to the bathroom. Because, seriously, am I going to order for you? You want to be independent. People want to be independent. And it's hard because it comes from good places, it but it's from very love. detrimental. It comes from, but but the helicopter mom, so to speak, that label is a disservice. Oh, we, absolutely. We know you love I don't think good. everyone, and I don't think anyone would disagree with that but in 2021. Don't you always they hear, still do it. Don't you always hear me say, love your kids, but don't love them too much? Mm-hmm. There's truth to that because yeah. you need to be independent because I'm not going to be here. So as society, when we start creating all these labels, and we'll wrap it up soon, when we start creating all these labels, Bronson, with everybody, yeah, am I No, no. Okay. Was, that was a big yawn. When we start creating those labels, you're going to catch it in no, a second. When we start creating all these labels out there and everything's a label and we create this divisiveness and so forth, and everybody gets like the whole trophy theory, okay? It's a disservice. Okay, the kid might not have ADD. He just might be an active, overactive fucking kid. Lay off the fucking And sugar. even if he has ADD, doesn't he need to be on the medication? Of course not. But it's the labels. So, so to so me- So they need to get extra time in, in class, so they need to get like, you know? But but what about you? So you, you, your kid eats McDonald's all the time, and eats sugar all the time, and play fucking video games. You don't know why your kid has ADD. Or lay off the fucking Diet Coke and lay off the fat food, and your kids will lose weight. But- the parents can't get this shit together. The teachers can't get this shit together. The government's so fucking involved. It's a problem. And the, and this goes back to making everybody equal when they're not equal is a disservice to the individual they want to make equal. You can't bring somebody up who should be a painter and make the person a doctor. It does not work. I hate to say that. It does not work. You're setting the kid up for failure. And also society needs painters and doctors, Correct. not all doctors you or not all painters. Listen, you have to know your limitations, which is okay. But you yeah. can't set people up for failure because once they fail and drop that, and that's a fucking far drop, then it's hard to come up from that, come back from that. Yeah. All right. So, um, we're good. Yeah. Right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Join all our shit. Join our Patreon. Go check out daddyissuesthepodcast.com slash shop and buy our buy our merch if you like it. I mean, how could you not look at that shit? Yeah, so this was in one of this was in, an interesting podcast because. One thing, some of the comments, and we don't know, we can get your feedback, you can DM Bronson. Some of the comments we're getting that they like, peop, the, the, the viewers and listeners want to hear more dialogue like this, as opposed to more political shit. So we don't know. I mean, we're just something trying something. I thought this different. was interesting, a different Me kind too. of episode. Yes, we can talk about a single political right, thing. Right, no trigger. No you triggers. Me, you threw me back a little bit when you said you, that you can't come to me, but I... I never said I can't come to you. Correct. I he think I think that. when you listen back, when we both listen back, you'll... We'll, I don't think I said no, you anything. you made a lot of sense. I am... My first defense is to be like, ah! And Your first I, and, defense is no to everything, which is just who you are. It's not bad or good. Right. It's just who you right. are. Right. And then... Mom even talk. said that on the Mommy Issues episode. She goes, 
your first defense is everything is to, to everything is no. And you I go say that to your you, mom and you said, no, it's not. And it's like, yes, that there you well, go. You I just have did to it. Say it to mom. Otherwise she'd spend You'd too be much. Broke. Yeah. I have to say no ways to mom first, but that, but, but you know, my intentions are in the right spot. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Love uh, you, Brian. Love you too, dad. All and right. love you guys listening. Thank you guys for everything. You're joking, right? Well, I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm trying to be optimistic about that. Well, I guess you're too young to be a little pessimistic like me. The fucking things I see out there, people are stupid. 